everyone. Welcome back to Front Back Site to Site, the podcast where we talk about all things e-commerce. On today's episode, we brought in one of our partners, Hawk Search by Bridgeline, with Jonathan Meyer, who's going to talk with us about all things search and even talks about ways that it can help enhance your sales team's efforts. All of that and more on today's episode, so please enjoy. So we're back with another episode of Front Back Site to Site podcast brought to you by Luminos Labs with your hosts, Kristen Siciliano and Drew Becker. Today, we're joined by Jonathan Meyer of Hawk Search uh, by Bridgeline. We're excited to dig in to some search questions, get to provide you a little bit more background with that, what you might be missing, things that your customers may be frustrated with. But Jonathan, we're happy to have you. Yeah, I'm really excited to be here. Looking forward to talking to you guys today. We're looking forward to it too. Um, You know, me and Kristen were talking about this. Uh, this is really exciting to be able to talk through and and with you guys. You know, your guys' platform is is fantastic. Um, we were just in Chicago last week and to meet some <laughs> of the team in person for the first time. So that was equally enjoyable as well. I'm sorry I had um, to come out to Chicago in the winter, but uh, glad you got to meet the team. Uh, it's okay. Chicago from Milwaukee in the winter is like a vacation. You know, you get like <laughs> another two degrees and more wind. There you but go. It was good overall. Um just off the bat here, you know, can you dive into the importance of having a search tool within an e-commerce website? Yeah, so I mean, it's 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 almost common sense, really. I mean, when you think about it, we have been trained over how many years now by just Google to say when you're looking for something, search for it. Uh, and that that attitude has only grown in prevalence that we've seen as time has gone on. It used to be that, you know, there was kind of a, a split between, you know, 50, you know, let's say 70, 30 people would, you know, 30% would use search, 70% would use navigation. We've just seen that percentage increase more and more to where even even split or really even more than that, uh, leaning more towards search's favor because people have just become trained to look to use search to find what they're looking for. And really what we've seen more and more, especially in the e-commerce space, is that people have an expectation now of um, of that functionality being there and of it being very easy to find, very easy to use, very you know relevant results. Uh, it really has changed the way that people interact with sites. And we've seen that people who put an emphasis on that search really have even greater success. It's just, it's it's it, one of the greatest tools you can help to to help improve your e-commerce experience. Because when someone interacts with that search box, they're, they're expressing intent. They're telling you what they're looking for. No one's going to a search box and, you know, not being explicit with what they're looking for. They're really direct in what they're trying to find. They might not have the right terminology that you're anticipating. They might be using, uh, you know, synonyms and things like that. But when someone's interacting with the search box, they're they're telling you what they think they are trying to find. That's so true. I actually never looked at it that way, that they're just telling you what they're specifically searching for by doing that. Yeah. Can you talk about some of the frustrations or pain points that can come with poor search results mm. on a website? Yeah, it's... You know, it gets back to that point of that we were just talking about, about the importance of it as being that when people do those searches, they're expressing intent. And the the relationship there, the contract that you have with your visitors when you have a, a search box on your site is that the results are going to be accurate. And so the biggest frustration or pain point that we run into is people just saying, when someone uses our search box, they're not finding what they're looking for. We have the product they're looking for, but they're looking at the reporting, their analytics, and what they're seeing is that they're doing this search, and then when they go and look at their site search results to see what other customers actually seeing, they don't line up. They're not matching what the visitor should have been seeing, uh, and that comes down to a number of of, of issues. And that can be data related. That can be you know the terminology like we talked about that the, the visitor might have entered in. There's lots of different reasons for it, but the biggest pain point is that 
someone does that search result, they're not going to find what they're looking for, and they're going to leave the site because they don't think that you offer it. And that's that's obviously you know the the big thing that you're trying to avoid. You want to keep people on the site as long as you can and get them through that 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 whole you know commerce process. Get them to that get them to that checkout process. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, it, it's insane these days, especially when uh, to your point, people being on Google, being on Amazon, mm -hmm. uh, and with the whole omnichannel e-commerce um, takeover that's largely happened. Everyone just expects instantaneous results. Yeah. They want it then and now. And if if they don't get them, it tends to be an issue. Um, yeah. And, and you you voiced to it a little bit with you know getting frustrated on the site. Um, you know, with the frustrations from a customer perspective, with that customer mm -hmm. experience. Um, what are the biggest uh, frustrations you see with customers that lead to you know the loss of maybe a, a reoccurring customer or a first timer? Yeah. Yeah, so there, you know, that's actually it's interesting that you phrase it in that way of a, of a reoccurring customer and a first timer because that is actually one of the things that has been uh, percolating in the background of the search space is you know as this has become kind of more and more of an expectation that people can come to a site they can do a search and they're going to find what they're looking for. The frustration then has been well, are they not finding what they're looking for, or if they're a recurring customer, is it not learning about the visitor that has been there? There's Amazon has also furthered this expectation of the site will learn who you are and will continue to provide more relevant results for you as an individual. Now, the accuracy of that relevancy, I mean, obviously we all have that that story about, you know, on Amazon, when you buy a vacuum, the next time you go back to Amazon, they're like, hey, here's these other 12 great vacuums. And you're like, I already bought one. I don't need another one. So it's not a foolproof system, even by someone like Amazon. But that idea of leveraging a recurring customer's interactions to personalize the experience and, and understand, you know, um, and help them under help them feel like you know who they are and drive better results for them as an individual. So the frustrations that lead to those loss of customers, that, that first one we've already kind of covered, I think, is that when someone is doing that search, if they're not seeing accurate relevant results, I've typed in that I'm looking for a men's large red shirt. And I'm getting back in, you know, shirts that are for women are for and are for men. I'm getting all the colors of the rainbow, all the different sizes. It's not accurate. I might be able to find what I'm looking for, but I told you explicitly what I was looking for. I told you I was looking for a men's large red shirt, and my expectation is that I would see only those products that match. So that's that, that like, well, I'm just going to go someplace else, or I'm going to have to then start using fasts and filters. And as we all know, that slows down the, the customer journey that can lead to people abandoning the site. On the recurring customer's end, it's that you should already know that they're men's. You should already know that they're shop shopping for large sizes typically. So if they come to the site and they say, hey, I'm looking for uh, a blue jacket this time, the expectation is that you know you don't you don't want to necessarily remove the other options because that you know maybe they're shopping for their wife or for their family member or as a gift, but the the expectation that people have come to learn is that if I do that search, that the men's gendered product should show up first and that the uh, the sizes of large should show up at the top as well because it should have learned who I was based off of what I've done with the site. So those frustrations of just not having having the 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 tool learn about you and and drive those accurate and relevant results is really from the customer end what we see as being the, the big pain point is making sure that the results are relevant universally and then they're accurate on a personal one-to-one -one level i i find that piece funny to me too a little bit because there's this balance between people being like why didn't the search know exactly what i wanted when i was searching for it and then the mm -hmm. same person's like 
why does the internet know so much about me and how do they have all this data? It's like, well, you, you know, you got, you can't yeah. get your cake and eat it too. So we got to pick a side here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We want to have those personalized results. You have to give up a little privacy, I guess at that point, uh, yeah. at least on our end, we're just looking at it from the search perspective, the site's perspective. We don't know that you've been, uh, you know, I also you've been out on the web um, on the internet there, but I hear right. you. <laughs> it's a good point. Absolutely. And I know that a lot of platforms now have a search results already kind of built into their platform, mm -hmm. but what can a business benefit from from utilizing a search solution that's integrated into their platform? Can you dive into that? Yeah, yeah. And I, I mean, this is even just speaking universally. Obviously, I'm, I'm here from the Hawk search end, but universally, a, a standalone tool is just going to offer more options for you. Those integrated solutions are are really good at kind of the 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 starter entry. You know, I've got a catalog of a few hundred products, maybe a thousand, two thousand products. Uh, maybe search isn't you know my initial concern right now. We're just not we're on that that seventy thirty split where it's really only thirty percent that are hitting the search. But what we really see from the the inter the the native is what we usually the terminology that we use in house of the native search application that comes with a platform is that it's fairly limited in kind of the degree of control that you have over it and some of the features and functionality. So usually it's, you know, someone can go to the search box, so they can put in a search term, and in general, the results will be close enough to where someone can find what they're looking for. But there can be limitations in, you know, the fasts and filters that are being offered. So, you know, you might have products that have a lot of, you know, to continue that, that clothing example, you might have, you know, products that have lots of different attributes around that clothing, the size, the gender, the color, the brand, the manufacturer, uh, what's the, you know, department that it's tied to, the category, and you might be limited in the number of options that you can present as a faster filter to your visitors. Um, there might also be use cases where as a business you want to control, well, we've, we've worked out a deal with one of our vendors. We want to promote their products first. The way that, you know, and that's a pretty standard uh, functionality of a site search solution. So even a native tool might be able to do that. But the way in which you accomplish that can be dramatically different by going from a dedicated site search solution because that's their full focus. That's all that they're focused on is making sure that we're getting the right relevant results in front of the visitors and giving the businesses all the tooling they need to meet their business goals when it comes to site search. Absolutely. And you reference those business goals. Um, you know, I think we focus a lot when we think of search is like, mm -hmm. how quickly can we help the end user get to the product or service that they're looking for? Um, and, you know, the end user always being in mind, but to that business side, you know, how does this affect um, or help internal teams? You know, how does it make their life easier? In what ways does it enable them um, to, you know, further their business prospects? Yeah, yeah. So, from, a, from an internal team, that's really one of the big focuses I think that gets lost in this discussion is like you said, it's usually, you know, I'm trying, from a business perspective, it makes sense. You're worried about how can I get the best results in front of my visitors. But there's a lot of functionality that can help as a business having a dedicated site search solution. So part of it is just that ability to, to merchandise within those results, to, to boost certain sets of results, to bury certain sets of results, to have a little bit more influence over what's going to be returned when someone does a keyword search to meet what your business goals are. And to that end, there's a lot of different ways to 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 look at that. How do you how do you accomplish that? What's the you know the, the use cases around that? Um, really, it's having that dedicated tooling as well to make sure that it's it's you're providing tools to your your business team. And one of the things that's always kind of a um, I don't want to say a frustration, but it's it's a it's a bit of a an irony is that as search has become more and more readily apparent to be an important part of a site search experience, of your commerce experience. It has not necessarily increased in its importance in the back office. 
in terms of I need someone to spend the time to work on search uh, because it is such an important piece. So really one of the big things of, of coming with and, and going to a dedicated site search solution is to automate that as much as possible so that that person who you know puts on that search hat for 20 minutes uh, doesn't have to spend a lot of time on the day-to-day -day functionality. That should really be kind of handled automatically. But that when they do have those 20 minutes, that it is something that they can get in, get out, accomplish what they're trying to do um, without having to spend a whole lot of dedicated time. We, I would love it if we had people who had, you know, I'm just search. That's what I do for this company. It's just, it's very rare. And so, you know, one of the big benefits from the internal teams is, is just making those changes that you want to do a little bit more streamlined than having to work within kind of a more native app that is usually a little bit more limited in control. For sure. I'm I'm curious too, as time progresses here, like even in the same facet that a uh, social media manager used to be like an intern position and now yep. it's like a key full-time position, that search eventually evolves into that realm. I, I really feel like it should just because of the 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 importance that it has. And and you know, again, it's that it goes back to that they're telling you what they're looking for. And if you can capitalize on that, it leads to so much better conversions increases in average order values you know it's, there's a lot of benefit to putting those resources into it it's just it's 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 like you said it'll be kind of a paradigm shift when people are like oh this used to be something that was you know a line item on someone's you know task list versus now it's a, a dedicated position right well really being able to you know enable your team like we were just talking about one thing actually that just popped into my head i'm kind of curious about mm -hmm. we talk about getting uh customers to you know their end product or end service how often when you talk with uh, businesses when they're looking to you know integrate hawk search to their e-commerce site mm -hmm. are they curious about content and being able to wow. be able to push content through search yeah yeah that's actually that's kind of the the where we see a lot of the this going even in an e-commerce space is that one of the ways that you can differentiate differentiate yourself from any of your competitors is providing additional resources it's not just that you carry that shirt but that you might have information throughout the company or that if you're you know selling this widget you have the specification sheet for it or that you've got a blog post that goes along with this or that you have content to support it that you become not just the point of commerce but a point of knowledge and information you become an authority in your space it's a way to really differentiate yourself from your competitors, you might just be offering the product. Well, I'm gonna go for the person who's offering the product and obviously knows about it and has the resources for it and has the content that I'm looking for it. So we have seen that become more and more important in the search space of being able to not just drive that commerce space, but be able to also pull in content related to that. Or, you know, there's obviously use cases regardless of when we start thinking about commerce of, you know, if I'm a hospital organization or if I'm a, a higher education facility, they also need search. It's just as important for them. It's just a different mindset of, you know, you're not trying to get them to the, the checkout process. You're trying to get the right content in front of them so that they can right. download that PDF or whatever. So it's it's critically important kind of regardless of the the industry that we're talking about. But to frame it in this e-commerce uh, space, especially in like the B2B environments, we see this being critically important as a differentiator where you're selling this really technical widget. You know, someone might be looking to buy that widget. You want to make sure they can find that widget, but you also want to make sure that they have the information around that widget, that if they're doing research on what what's the right widget for the project that I'm working on, that they can go to your site and find all the relevant resources that they need and then be able to make the informed decision to say, oh, well, I've been using this site for you know all this information, but now I can just purchase the product right here and I can get on my way. Absolutely. I feel like that's a that's a great way to intertwine the difference between search for a B2C and a B2B company because search is just as important for both. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And we'll, 
Oh, sorry, you go, Jonathan. I was just gonna say what we've what we've seen actually is the in the B two B environment actually it's even more important because there's usually complexity to that catalog. It's not it's not you know men's red shirt. It's I'm looking for a half inch uh, galvanized steel, you know, three inch diameter well, lead pipe that you know like there's all these different kind of attributes that go along with it, and the expectation again is that. I'm going to put that into the search box and I'm going to get that, get back in the right results for that very specific piece of information. Totally. I even feel for companies like somebody where an electrical, an electrician is going in and searching, they may use like a term that mm -hmm. isn't necessarily a professional term, but they use it day to day <laughs> yeah. and then they can find what they're looking for based on that. It's actually, it's one of the weird perks of being in this, this, my position here of talking to lots of different companies and, and getting exposure to lots of different environments and different industries. But there is this concept of kind of regional slang for, you know, like your electrical, uh, your, 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 your electrician on, you know, they're going to have terms that are only used in like Southern Florida that are very different than what someone in Northern Michigan is going to be using. It all means the same thing. And so part yeah. of the, 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 the struggle is, you know, again, as the, as the internal team knows, when they see that search come across in their analytics, they know that, when they were, oh, I'm looking for a four inch flogger. Like, what does that mean? I don't know. They know though, and they know that's not in their data to say if someone searches for a four inch steel flogger to find the right result. Uh, managing those relationships is something else that's really important. And, and again, adds another tool to the, the search experience to make sure that again, your visitors are getting the right relevant results. Absolutely. And I feel like especially as a marketer, it is important for your customers or your visitors to be able to find your website and find what they're looking for. Um, what are some things that a marketer may not know about a search tool that could possibly help them? Is there yeah. anything that maybe we didn't already cover? So there's there's lots that are, lots of different options that are out there. Uh, speaking from the from the the hawk search end, to get a little you know not I don't want to get very <laughs> salesy here, but one of the things that we always stress, and it's it's not just universal hawk search, but it is one of the things that we're we're strong in, is the concept of kind of segmentation. Uh, we were just talking about regional availability uh, and slang terms and things like that. Being able to take that geographic information or really whatever kind of you know uh, segment a person might fall into. And being able to use that to drive either very specific search relevancy, drive different kind of merchandising functionality. So again, that idea of you know someone in Southern Florida, they're going to be looking for different kinds of products, maybe using the same terminology than someone in in New York or than someone in California. And being able to identify those different kind of segmentations and say we want to drive results that are specific to that. And in the B two B environment, we also see this you know industry. I might be working with government customers who only have access to. You know, 30% of our catalog, we're uh, working with a small business who has access to 70% of our catalog. So using that kind of segmentation, I think, is one of those things that not a lot of people think about as, a, as an opportunity, but it can really take you to that next level of not just driving accurate results, but hyper-specific results to what that where that visitor falls into or what their industry is. For sure. I didn't, excuse me, I'd imagine that, um, especially in B2B, it just gets to be a bit more regional with that within that capacity and you're allowed to narrow it down. Um, mm -hmm. I remember I used to work for an industrial engineering company and like they can't, one of the rules was like they couldn't sell metal outside like 150 miles of where they were according <laughs> to the heat index. Okay. So like they could only do it in that area. But I remember talking with them and them saying that, you know, they didn't really see e-commerce search as a benefit because they were worried about pushing away from their salespeople, getting mm -hmm. away from the process that has driven their success. 
And I think it's a lot of uh, green in that nature where people don't know what they don't know and they're trying to get to that space. But search is a great way, um, in my opinion, to, to find that foundation and be able to really break apart and segment your market. And Drew, actually, you raised another interesting point there in that, you know, there, we run into this in, in conversations a lot where, like you said, we they've got an expected and established kind of success formula. They've got their sales guys that are out in the field doing the work. They don't want to push their customers towards a website that might not work in the way that they expect it to. The way that we typically think about that, though, is that the 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 people that are using or that they're interacting with, I should say that their customers, they're only going to be getting older. The younger crowd is only going to be coming more into the environment as the older crowd retires and enjoys a, a happy retirement, hopefully. Um, the the thing that's going to happen there, though, is that as those younger people get into the environments, they have different expectations. And so it's really about being uh, helping. It's, it's twofold, really. It's about being kind of future-proof, making sure that as that audience changes, as the expectations for their customers change you're meeting those needs of that i don't you know i know me i I don't want to talk to a salesperson i'd rather go to the website throw in my search terms and find what i'm looking for and not have to deal with anyone because i'm just uh, despite being (laughs) on this year i'm not a real sociable kind of guy when it comes to (laughs) customer service interactions um but the other end of it is that you want to enable the the sales team that are out in the in the field as well so it's not just a a future proofing it's it's you're helping your current team so when that salesperson's out in the office and they're talking to their client, and they're like, "Hey, yo, we need a, we need this X, Y, and Z part." It's that it makes their job easier to be able to go back to the website and say, "Oh, do we have X, Y, and Z part?" Being able to throw that into the search box on their own site and be able to find, "Oh, we do have it. Here are the options for it." It's not a. It can be a sales team enablement tool as well to make sure that they're finding what they're looking for. We get that a lot, even on um, the support side, where you know they're trying to make sure that. Uh, their sales team are able to find the documentation they're looking for, uh, find specifications. And so it's this this idea of we want to, again, that idea of having multiple kinds of content and making sure that you're showing the right results. The idea there is if it's the sales team, you want to make sure that they're getting that documentation quicker as well. So really can feed or can, can support a number of different use cases when it comes to uh, who's using the search and, and what are they, what's their expectation out of it. For sure. Yeah, I'm glad you uh, you talked a little bit to that sales enablement portion. It seems to be something um, that's a hot button topic with everybody right now who's trying to, you know, get into that realm of digital transformation. And mm-hmm. it's, you know, it's a lot to take on. It's a lot of change. It's a lot of money. There's there's plenty yeah. of things to think about in that regard, but it's all um, able to be beneficial. It's about expanding. It's not about reducing by any means. 100%. 100%. So uh, I know you talked about it a little bit, um, but you know, in regard to Hawk Search particularly, is mm-hmm. there anything a little bit deeper in regard to features uh, that you know are definitely beneficial for a marketer or an e-commerce manager? Uh, the whole tool. <laughs> <laughs> no, the, the, to, to be a little bit more serious, we really did put an emphasis. So, so something that uh, that we run into is that. Uh, when you start adding in all these tools, it's great to have access to all this functionality. It's great to know that you can create a synonym or create a boost and berry roll or have that segmentation like I was talking about. The 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 problem that we've run into or that the problem that, that others have run into, I should say, is that it becomes a big lift then. If, if search is only something that you're spending 20 minutes on, you can't possibly juggle all those balls and, and, and keep them in the air without dropping one occasionally. So what we've done to try and help solve for that is really lean into the ease of use, really making sure that this is not something that 
needs a, a, mar- a, a, de- a developer, needs the, the IT resources, is something that your marketers, your merchandisers, your, your, your back office staff can come into the tool and can spend those 20 minutes and impact the search results beneficially. Look at some reporting and analytics. Understand, you know, what are our converting terms? What are our poor converting terms? What are the searches that we're not getting the right set of results? So using those reporting and analytics tools to help guide them towards what they should be spending that time to look at um, to make sure that, you know, when they do have that 20 minutes, they can come in, use that reporting, get to a problem area, and solve it through the merchandising tools that we offer, the boosting, the bearing, the item pinning. Um, the other piece to that, if I can go on just a little bit further, is that we do recognize that there is, that that is, it's a 20 minutes, you know, once a week, once every other two weeks. I think we did kind of an internal audit and we found that most of our clients are really logging into the tool uh, every couple of weeks, you know, twice a month really. And that's that's actually good for us. We, we, we think that's where we want our clients to be because we know everyone's busy. We know that search is just one of many things that, that, uh, that the staff is looking at. So during that time when they're not logged in, well, we want to make sure that we're le- leveraging the automation that we have in the tool. Um, it is kind of a, a big issue in this space. It's It uh, has a lot of different components to it in terms of how people talk about it and what it actually can accomplish. We've been uh, leveraging uh, forms of AI and machine learning for years now at this point. We have several different strategies to help kind of automate that experience to make sure that when someone, when when you're not sitting in there managing your search results, that it's still improving, it's still learning from what your visitors are doing, leveraging those signals to help drive and improve those results to make sure that, you know, uh, Drew, when you come back into the site and you do a search, that it is learned from what you have done in the past and will make sure that we're showing the right results for you individually. And obviously the same thing for you, Kristen. <laughs> That's really interesting. And that actually, I think is one of the best things about a tool is that it can be ease of use and just you don't have to log into it every single day and it's still going to do its job. Yeah, it's it can be it can be overwhelming. You know, we, we talk to a lot of clients, especially when they're making that transformation, like you talked about, Drew, of, you know, they're just getting into this space. Maybe they're replatforming or they're really just now taking a look at, at search as a tool. And you want to show them everything that you can do. You want to be like, hey, we can do X, Y, and Z. We can solve for this. We can do this. We can, you know, and they're like, that's great. I don't, I can't even like, you know, how do I get started here? I just want to make sure that when someone does a search that they're seeing the right thing. And that's this, you know, the, the, I think one of the things that I would kind of communicate here is an idea of crawl, walk, run. Search can be a very complex uh, solution. It can be a very in-depth kind of thing. Uh, we obviously strive to make that as easy as possible, but it can really be that kind of crawl, walk, run process where as you've, you've solved then for someone does a search, are they seeing the right thing? Great. You've got that crawl part kind of solved. Now what's the walk? Well, the walk can be, okay, well, we want to do some merchandising. We want to boost and bury. We want to meet what our business goals are. Great. Then you've got, yeah, the, the walk portion. Well, now what's the run? Well, then it can be, well, now we're going to segment it. Now we're going to really get into the very specific elements of, you know, we know that Joe is browsing the site. We know that uh, you know uh, Sue is over here in California and we're going to make sure that we're accounting for all these different things. And it can be this evolution of a process. And, and that's one of the benefits uh, that we see in the search spaces. It's not a, uh, it can it it can be just a you know I've checked that box and now let me move on to something else but it can really be something that can grow with your site as you continue down that you know that growth process on your end. Yeah, I love that uh, crawl walk run terminology. Um, you know, I think it's often, and I don't even think it's just companies that are just getting into advanced or digital space. Like you don't need to be green to think about it too fast, mm-hmm. but it seems like any company that comes to whether it's you know software as a service, a system integration provider, they're like, I want all this stuff. Like, <laughs> let's make all this happen yeah. right now. And yep. it's like, 
okay, I like I love the energy, but like yeah. let's let's just pump the brakes for a second and yep. really evaluate like what at the core are your pain points? What do you need right now? How can we start to build so we're scalable? Because if yes. we just start doing all this stuff, we're gonna hit so many dead ends. You're going to be frustrated. Your internal team's going to be like, why did we invest this money? Why mm -hmm. are we doing it this way? And it, I think it can be exhausting within it in some capacity if you're if you're trying to do too much too fast. Definitely. It's it can be it can be the the phrase that I use is it's like drinking from a fire hose. You know, it's it, there's just yeah. so much information that's being spit spit over to you that you can't process it all and you you lose information, you lose you know kind of sight of what the bigger picture was. And so that crawl, walk, run approach is really what we've kind of been looking at of saying, we can do a lot of things for you. And, and site search in general, again, to keep this more broad, it can do a lot of things. But the the concept I'd keep in mind is crawl, walk, run. And look towards that run. Know where you want to be going when you're running. Absolutely. But don't worry about the run when you're still trying to learn how to, to crawl. Yeah. <laughs> Baby steps. Yes, yes. Is there anything else, Jonathan, that you want to touch on that maybe we had missed or anything that you think may be beneficial? No, I mean, this has been a really great conversation. I appreciate you guys taking the time and, and, and talking to me about site search. It's, uh, it's like I said, it's something that I think is only going to become more and more important as people realize kind of that, that shift in mindset. And so uh, really happy that you guys have taken the time to, to talk to me today. Absolutely. It's been a blast. I really enjoyed this conversation. Um, if you guys are curious, make sure to go check out hawksearch.com, get a little bit more idea of what they're offering overall. If you guys have some questions, feel free to reach out. Um, you know, it's, it's best to, to at least get your foot, get your walk going, get your crawl going as Jonathan was saying, but, um, definitely, definitely good conversation. We appreciate it. Um, again, thank you. And next time from front back site to site by Lumino Slabs, this is Drew Becker and Kristen Siciliano. We thank you guys. Thank you so much for taking the time today to listen. We hope you got something insightful from today's episode. And don't forget to like and subscribe and feel free to share this on your LinkedIn on what you found insightful and tag us so that way we can see it. Thank you so much, everyone.